Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, it's Jonesy with Weird AF News. Of course, who the hell else would it be? (laughs) I just want to give some love to some people who have reached out to me on email. I just love to hear from people. It's fantastic. Han Solo, who listens on Google Home, writes, Bear Mace made me think of the time my dog popped open my bottle of mace, and it was the hardest thing to clean up. That's pretty weird. Um, But what about your poor dog, who probably took mace in the mouth? (laughs) I mean, I know you're concerned about cleaning it up, but your poor dog, did your dog live through this experience? I mean, I'm assuming so, but that's like, you know, I'd be a little bit more concerned with my loving pup than I would cleaning up, but that's really funny. Thank you for sharing that. That's obviously referring to my amazing solution to uh, uh, how to arm classrooms to protect from gunmen. Uh, I came up, uh, the guy in the story said a box of rocks or a bucket of rocks was proper. And I, I said bear mace, give all the kids bear mace. I thought that was pretty dynamic of a solution, but that, you know, I'm not in charge of shit, so don't listen to me. Uriah Odell writes, if the worst thing you've done is lay down on a subway seat, then you've got quite a bit of partying to do, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, I was saying it's kind of the, one of the worst things I've done on public transportation. It's not the worst thing I've done in my life. I've partied quite a bit, by the way, Uriah. And if you don't believe me, come visit me in LA and I'll prove to you that, well, no, no, no. Because now I'm a lightweight and I'll get wasted off of five beers. But back in the day, trust me, believe you me, I was a wild man. man. <laughs> I've done some crazy stuff. Have you ever done meth on a Tuesday afternoon? Yeah. Yeah, well, I have, okay? So don't don't come at me with, like, I haven't partied because I have. <laughs> hey, so listen, if you guys want to write to me, I love it. Funnyjones at Gmail. Or you can call this number that I got now for free on Google. It's pretty cool. You can just go get a phone number. 646-450-2012. I mean, I would give out my regular phone number, but I don't think we're at that level yet, my fellow weirdos. Someday. <laughs> Someday. So thanks again for those of you who reached out. Please feel free to do so. If you've got a story you want me to cover, uh, you think I might like it, definitely write me um, any sort of feedback you might have. Or if you just want to say what's up, I love it. Thank you. Hey, weirdos. Have you heard of this religious leader in India named Penis Baba? Well, apparently, he tows a car 100 or more feet using just his penis. Yeah, he ties it to his penis and drags it around. I don't know why you would do that. I don't, I don't see the functionality in that. Like, if I'm broke down, you know, if I happen to be 100 feet from a gas station <laughs> and I'm out of gas, I mean, don't worry, my friend. I tie, tie your car to my penis and pull you 100 feet to gas station. <laughs> I go, oh, thanks, penis baba. So anyways, huge crowds gather around this guy in Bihar or Bihar, India. I hope I said it right on one of those two. Probably not. The man known as Penis Baba has said that he's able to pull the car with his manhood through the power of devotion. Yeah, that's all it takes is uh, just show some devotion and you can, <laughs> you can make miracles with your penis. That's what I tell all my female visitors. <laughs> 
In the video, Penis Baba seems to be fiddling under his white robes. Then he seems to attach the car to his privates. He seems to. I guess they don't really show it exactly. If you look at the picture, it looks as though it could just be tied around his waist. I mean, he's got a robe over half of the rope. So I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. I actually want to see, and it's not that I want to see a penis. I don't want to see this Indian religious leader's penis, guys, okay? That's not what I'm about in this world. What I want to see is just proof. I want to see proof that you're pulling it, you're yanking it around with your, with your junk, all right? I want to see it. I, don't, I can't see it tied to your junk, so I don't know. This looks like it could be around his waist. I got to be honest with you. Anyways, he, he staggers back. He pulls the car and he says, It is not art. It is the power of God, the power of devotion. <laughs> My goodness. People eat this shit up. Any person can go to any extent by just devoting himself or herself to God. One onlooker added, The villagers said that Baba had gone away to practice penance and knowledge in his childhood, and he has returned after many years with a special power. Wow, these people are eating it up, man. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I just don't get what the... What the... Like, what's the usefulness of this skill? (laughs) I guess it's just to convert. It's just to convert people, right? Whenever you see a religious leader doing something crazy... It's just to convert. There's no real usefulness to this skill. Just to convert. That's all. This is seen as a sign of great spiritual strength. And in certain parts of the world, to be able to use your manhood to move very heavy objects is very inspirational. Well, not to me, but I guess <laughs> I guess to some people. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you impressed by this? If you saw someone, uh, I don't know. lift a car battery with their nipples would you be like oh yes what religion are you i'll be uh sign me up to that (laughs) a lady in florida marries a hundred year old tree in the hopes of saving it from being cut down (laughs) or she was just bored (laughs) or lonely oh a hundred year old ficus tree that stands as a focal point of a local park in fort myers florida now has a bride lucky tree (laughs) Karen Cooper, age 60, married the tree during a community event at the Snell Family Park as part of a neighborhood effort to save the tree from being cut down. Well, I find that to be nice of her to try and save the tree from being cut down. But what does her husband think of this shit? (laughs) When I heard the city was planning to cut it down, she said, I was like, I don't think so. Whoa, she's like the Terminator. She's been living in Fort Myers for over 40 years. She says, I'm just having some fun, really, with something very serious because I believe in the cause. Good for you. The city approved a request from a developer to have this tree removed, according to a spokesperson. And apparently they've lost many trees during Hurricane Irma, and for them to cut down another that's 100 years old, it's very terrible, she says. And this tree is rather fabulous, she claims. It's so attractive and so curvy that she wants to marry the damn thing, and she did. (laughs) Cooper says she was inspired by stories of women in Mexico who wed trees to protest deforestation. I didn't know that women were marrying trees in Mexico, too. That's people just marrying trees all over the place. I can't even get a date. What the hell? What the hell? (laughs) So the ceremony was meant to encourage residents to come to City Hall on Tuesday to support saving this tree. As many as 80 people from the neighborhood came out to the ceremony, and there was music and flowers and food. She was walked down a makeshift aisle to stand in front of, <laughs> stand in front of the tree by her maid of honor. Oh, man. Imagine trying to convince somebody to be your maid of honor in a, 
<laughs> a tree marriage ceremony. <laughs> I would be like, listen, girl, you're crazy. I'm not <laughs> like marry a human and I'll be your maid of honor. I'm not going to be the maid of honor of some tree. <laughs> this is a joke. So there was no actual ring or a priest present. The vows were read by the event's disc jockey, and the community celebrated with tree-decorated wedding cake. We all stood there, made a vow to protect the tree, then had cake and mimosas, she said. <laughs> it was tree mundus. <laughs> wow, she's really funny. I like this woman. I like what she's doing. Bringing awareness. It wasn't a real marriage, okay? So we were. I was very misled by the title. I thought she'd really marry this damn thing, but... It was just like a symbolic marriage to bring awareness, and I think that's marvelous because we have to protect our Earth's trees, of course, you know. So anything that we can do. This is a little over the top, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, you know, you got to do things like this. Like maybe next week I'll dry hump a bush to save it. <laughs> Wait a minute, dry hump a bush? That came out wrong. Sorry. This one's very controversial, guys. I gotta warn you ahead of time. A Canadian chef butchers and eats a deer leg in front of animal rights activists. Pretty crazy, right? I think this is important, and I think it's an important topic. A Toronto chef was tired of animal rights activists gathering outside his restaurant to protest his meat-heavy menu, which includes venison and boar. So he decided to hold his own demonstration. He butchered a deer, well, just the a portion of a deer, in the window of his shop before eating it in an apparent bid to taunt the protesters. <laughs> One activist said, he just started carving it in front of us and then he walked away. Eventually he walked away, but about half an hour later he came back with a cooked piece of meat, which was presumably the same piece of meat that he had carved, but he sat there and he ate it in front of all of them. <laughs> He told the local newspaper that he decided to have his own protest. After three months of repeated demonstrations outside his restaurant, with activists calling him a murderer and chanting outside his restaurant, You've got blood on your hands, sir. <laughs> now, the chef is both a hunter and a forager who feeds his family meat that is almost entirely caught in the wild. While it is against Ontario policies to serve those meats in a restaurant, his menu is still dedicated to nose-to-tail eating, which centers around using all parts of the animal while cooking and preparing meals. The restaurant reportedly came under the scrutiny of animal rights activists after an, an employee wrote on a promotional chalkboard outside, Venison is the new kale in a bid to draw in customers. <laughs> First of all, that's just so funny. <laughs> Venison is the new kale. I love when people write funny things on those sandwich boards outside. <laughs> like, I think they're great. Coffee shops always write something clever. Uh, Hunter, the chef, said there was no offense meant in that sign. He said he's not trying to promote a meat diet. He has a lot of respect for the vegan diet because he knows how hard it can be. Well, maybe he tried it himself someday. Like me. Someone who tried to go vegetarian and did not feel good, so I had to go back to eating some meat. That's what um, that's what I've done. And someone told me, in fact, that uh, per my blood type, this was a doctor that uh, I'm not going to say it's a mainstream doctor, but it is. It was a doctor said that um, because my blood type is O positive, that is the high meat eating blood type. So I don't even know you can you can actually choose a diet per your blood type. Apparently, there's so many ways to choose diets. These are there are fads. There's fashions. There's like. There's so much information, and it's all crazy to me. I think we all need to just leave everybody alone. If you want to eat this, you can eat it. I mean, we let's stay out of each other's business, right? Now, Uger said that 
uh, an activist said she chose to protest outside the restaurant to highlight that consuming animals that have been raised in pastures without the use of hormones and antibiotics is still considered unethical to animal rights activists, even without the use of factory farming. She says, people are under the impression that he's serving wild animals. It's so great. But what they are losing sight of is that, number one, these are intended to be wild animals, but they're being farmed. The deer are being farmed, and so is the boar. She added that the restaurant also serves a controversial luxury food product made of liver, the liver of a duck or goose that has been fattened through force feeding. She said, even the non-vegans support us on that one, so it really doesn't add up. Hunter said the protests were hurting his business, and eventually he decided he'd had enough and went and got a deer leg. He butchered the leg in full view of the protesters before cleaning the table down and going to prepare the meat. After, he ate the dish once again in front of the window. He said he regrets this move later on, however, admitting that he didn't feel good about it and felt like, quote, they got me, and I played right into their hands, and I feel bad about that. Well... This is like a situation where we got to, I mean, who's right, who's wrong? I don't know. But the bottom line is people are going to eat what they want to eat. We have a vast menu of choices out in the world when it comes to diet. And uh, I think it's personally wrong for you to impose your own diet onto other people. I don't care where that, where the imposition's coming from. I don't care what your point of view is, whether it's religious or ethical or based on, you know, some piece of biology, like blood type, whatever the reason is that you have chosen your diet, it's still, in my opinion, wrong for you to impose it upon others. And for you to, in, as in this case, uh, ruin someone's business over it. Not only are you you ruining someone's business, but you're attempting to take away a menu item in our culture. Meat is going to be a menu item in our culture for a long time to come. Okay, this I don't. It's not going away. Okay, we we were at one point in our evolution, we became omnivores. We have in our history, we have meat eating in our history, in our biology, in our past, and. Uh, we have adapted through that, and we're going to continue to do that, some of us. So, you know, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, you don't have the right to impose, it's like a religion almost, these diets, these vegans, I'm, I don't want to just lump them all into veganism, but a lot of these vegans, to me, they, they come across, some of them, the fanatical ones, come across as like religious zealots trying to convert everybody, and it's like, just lay off, okay? I will choose my diet just like I choose my personal hobbies, okay? And you have no right to impose yours on the rest of us. That's just my opinion. But what do you guys think? I want to put it out there to my weirdos. Um, call in with a comment or you can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Call 646-450-2012. 646-450-2012. I'm excited to use that Google number. No one's called yet, but this would be a good story to call on. And uh, weigh in on this. Tell me what you think. Call, if you're a vegan especially, call in and, and um, you know, throw it in my face. You convince me that it's okay to do this.